Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHerCon is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's successful real estate professional as they share it with you. Let's go. A quick word from our sponsor, The Door Devil. Homeowners spend hundreds on alarm systems each year, but rarely reinforce the weakest point on the home, the doors. Bad guys know this, and that's why kick-ins are so common. Simply adding door devils virtually eliminates the home security gap. Sleep better tonight. Reinforce your doors. Visit doordevil.com and enter best ever to get an exclusive 20% discount on your purchase. Hello, Best Ever listeners. Welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever Show. I'm Joe Fairless, and I'm here with today's guest, Carl Krenzel. Hi, Carl. Hey, how are you? I'm doing well and excited to have you on the show. You have 18 years of experience in real estate, and I was talking to you earlier, and you said your best year is 75 real estate transactions, and that is incredible. Uh, So really excited to have you um, on the show. And right now, uh, a little bit about Carl. He's focused on wholesaling, doing about 12 to 20 uh, a year, and then he's also uh, focused on his podcast, and you should go check it out. It's called The Red Pill Investor, and he also has a blog called The 10-Minute Skill Blog. So with that being said, Carl, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more background on your experience and what you're up to? Oh, sure. Well, thank you very much. I, I really appreciate your uh, best ever listeners, Joe, for, for inviting me to your show. It's an honor to share with you. So thank you very much. I appreciate that. Well, thank you, sir. Um, I was uh, originally licensed in 1996 in Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, it was a little bitty brokerage. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, agent-owned realty. That's what it was called. It was a really cool place. I loved it. But the, the challenge at the time was it didn't really have uh, much training. Uh, the training for me anyway, back in those days, you know, it was just like for everybody else. It was like, um, you know, here's your desk, here's your phone, here's your phone book, you know, you're on your own. <laughs> and so, uh, it was really tough, you know, it was really tough that first year just trying to make a living. And, and I had to learn, uh, by looking over the shoulders of greater men than I, and, and just trying to figure out how to make this business work. And part of myself at that time that, um, you know what, if I ever get in a position where I can not have to do this, uh, and learn it by rote, do it all myself, whatever, then I'll, I'll teach somebody so they don't have to go through it. And I was fortunate along the way, uh, to have a, a lot of really good mentors and, and teachers in my life. 
And, you know, they, they just really asked me just to pay it forward. And that's kind of where it all started. So since those days, um, you know, I've moved to Tucson, Arizona. Uh, I'm a practicing realtor uh, and investor. Uh, I've represented banks uh, as an REO agent, um, clients as a short sale specialist. Uh, I've rehabbed homes. Uh, I'm a wholesaler, obviously. Um, I've been a landlord. Um, and as you mentioned, I have a podcast that I run under a pseudonym um, of John Ashley called The Red Pill Investor. And then, of course, the blog. So it's, uh, it's been a pretty busy, pretty busy day. So I'm curious. I'm curious, and this is uh, just my curiosity. Sure. How, how come the pseudonym for a, a podcast? Why not your own name? You know, that's a very good question, and a lot of people ask that. Um, you know, a lot of people don't know that throughout our history, um, we have had political figures, great thinkers, uh, use pseudonyms to affect social change. For example, the most notable to me comes to Benjamin Franklin. I mean, he had hundreds of pseudonyms. Uh, Benjamin Franklin used a female pseudonym uh, to write some of the most critical issues of the British uh, uh, occupation. And the idea of John Ashley is it's a pseudonym because it's not about me. You see, this struggle, and, and, and I really feel this. This struggle is a unique struggle that we all have. We all have to go into this real estate game, no matter how you choose to do it, whether you're a podcast, I'm sorry, a, a realtor, an investor, a wholesaler, whatever. When you go into this game, you want to make you know, a mint. You want to make a living. You want to be the living the life of your dreams. But the problem is that you don't know what to say. And so many podcasts and so many people are so filled, I've found, not you, obviously, but there are so many people out there so filled with themselves and, and, and their podcast. And them, it's just, ah, it's not about me. It's about you and your John Ashley just as much as I am. We're all about this common struggle, trying to get better, trying to learn more without all the ego. Oh, wow. What an amazing perspective, and I did not see that coming. So that is – that's a, that's really cool. Um, yeah, no problem. With, that's kind of what the idea is about. Yeah. With, with the – let's talk about, real quick before we get into your best ever advice. Let's sure. talk about your best year, 75 real estate transactions. Uh-huh, how, the yeah. heck, how the heck did that happen? Oh, man. That was a phenomenal year. It was uh, terrifying. Um, it was exciting. It was exhilarating. It was exhausting. Um, it was all the things you'd think it would be. Uh, it, it, it was a very profitable year (laughs) and it was only me. It was me and my assistant and I didn't have a huge team or anything like that. See, most people I think make this mistake in real estate. Can I share it with you for a minute? Yes, please. You see, one of the mistakes I think you make in real estate is you get this mentality that oh, I got to build this huge team, right? And the problem with a huge team is it costs so much. I mean, you can do a lot of transactions, don't get me wrong, you build a, but you can build a team a lot cheaper, a lot more efficiently, and you'd be surprised what you can do with two people. And so that year with 75 transactions, how we did it, uh, that was the year that uh, all of the banks were falling apart. Um, I was doing a lot of REO transactions at that time. What year is this? Uh, um, I want to say 2000, 
2010. <laughs> I want to say it was 2010, 11, something like that. Whatever year it was that everything was just melting down. I mean, when the banks were crushing, when going out of business, when people were dropping like flies, jumping out of windows. Well, I was going to the Caymans twice. I was having a great life. Problem was, I wasn't, you know, saving for taxes and stuff like that. I was spending it faster than I was making it. <laughs> but, you know, you live and you learn. So with what you're focused on now, um, putting the blog and the podcast aside, the, the wholesaling, doing mm-hmm. 12, 12 to 20 a year, what's your approach uh, to getting leads? And then also, is it a short-term thing for you to then reinvest that money in the long-term holds? You know, that's a great question. I, I, I look at my strategy from, from maybe a, a different perspective. You know, I was really impacted when I've read uh, Tim Ferriss's The 4-Hour Workweek, and I've read it so many times. And I'll tell you, my, my, my digital book on my iPad has got dog ears on it because I just curled it up so much. You see, the thing about it is when you start thinking about your business, you got to start thinking uh, not only long-term, obviously, as, as he said, you know, having muses, bringing income in, income streams and things like that, but thinking from a, a more of a minimalistic type of way too. Yeah, so I I sort of perceive it this way. I'm going to do uh, the amount of deals that I need to do to make my monthly needs, right? So I'm not stressed about it because I don't really deal with stress well. Uh, And then what I'm going to do is because I'm so damn good at prospecting, uh, I come across deals where people are wanting to sell things. You know, uh, when you generate, you know, one of my, one of my, (laughs) My greatest mentors taught me when you generate, you don't have to tolerate. So my thought is I generate a lot of leads. You're going to come across enough leads that's going to be able to find some that you can either subject to, wrap, assume, lease option, you know, something along those lines to get some more long-term income into yourself. So at least at this point in my life, that's kind of where I'm at. It probably will change. What's your number one tip in prospecting? Hmm. <laughs> All day, air day. <laughs> no, I mean, you got to think about it, you know, from a 24-7 kind of way. I mean, lead generation is something you have to live. It's not something you do. For example, uh, you're at a party. You know, I was coaching some of my one-on-ones, uh, my, uh, my one and, and I had uh, these questions that I was telling them, listen, you know, you want to think about yourself in every scenario where you're prospecting. So, for example, you're coming up in the holidays. I, I don't know offhand when you're going to air this, but let's assume that it's between now and the holiday sometime. And you're going to be meeting, you and your friends are going to be meeting other people. You know, you're going to be around a bunch of strangers. And if you're anything like me, you're a little introverted. Okay. So you're going to say, well, you know, how do I start conversations with somebody, especially with this prospecting mindset? Well, I would ask powerful questions and have preset powerful questions in your mind so you know what to say in every situation. So, for example, I would start in that conversation, well, gosh, you know, I'm pleased to meet you. You want, you want to role play that real quick? Heck yeah. These, yeah, these four questions? Okay, cool. Check this out. All right, so let's assume this is the any environment, but let's assume it's a holiday or something, right? And I don't know you, okay? So I said, well, hey, Joe, how are you? And you'd say, well, you know, hi, whatever, right? So, Joe, let me ask you a question. How long have you lived in this area? I've been here nine years. Nine years. You're kidding. Wow, that's awesome. Well, where did you move from? I moved from Texas. Texas? No kidding. What part of Texas? 
Fort Worth. Well, I went to school at Texas Tech in Lubbock, and then uh, before that, I was from Fort Worth. Oh, no kidding. So how did you end up all the way out here? I followed my career choice at the time, which was advertising. I wanted to compete with the best of the best in advertising, and that led me to New York City. Ah, well, that makes perfect sense. Okay, well, you know, I'm curious. If you were ever to move, you know, where do you think you'd go to next? You know, it, I, I don't know. I haven't figured that out yet. Okay, yeah, no problem. And so that's kind of where that dialogue would end, right? So from that point, you can ask three, four, maybe even five questions. Where were you from? How long have you lived at this address? You know, where you, that sort of thing. Background questions. You can form a, well, if you were to move, where would you go next? Oh, gosh, you know, we'd love to go back to Lubbock. No kidding. When would that be? Oh, man, we'd love to go to Lubbock in three months. No. No kidding. Well, you know, it, it might be a good idea for us to get together and start talking about that. When can we get together and talk about me buying your property? Because I do that all the time. Carl, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? <sighs> Boy, you know, uh, if I had to say anything, I would say this. When you know what to say, the fear goes away. I mean, I don't know where I picked that up. Uh, I, I can't say that I thought of it myself because it seems really smart and I'm not that bright. So I'm sure somebody probably smarter than me said it, but I just don't know who. But honest to God, when you know what to say, well, the fear goes away. And, and here's why this is important. Many times, I think, you know, the very thing that stops us from success is the fear of not knowing what to say. When we don't know what to say, we don't say anything. So that limits our opportunities. Or worse, right, you know, we'll, we'll say the wrong thing, all right, which kills the opportunity. So if you could imagine, you know, let's just say you spent, I don't know, 300 bucks or whatever it was on a mailing, all right, and you get a great response. I mean, I'm not personally into mailing, but let's say you do it. I know a lot of people do. But Let's say you get a great response on this $300 mailing, but you screw up every single call. I mean, you just are terrible, right? And you get zero deals. Well, knowing what to say would have helped. So that's assuming that you have the knowledge of what to say when you first call them. But the problem is that you're an average newbie. You know, you're mailing out to a probate list or something like that. You know, you don't even know what you don't know. So let's imagine that somebody actually calls you back. And if you're new and if you've never been in a sales experience before, ugh, how do you start that conversation? I mean, it's like, what's that, Mr. Seller? Your mom just died and this is an estate sale? Wow, that sucks. You know, uh, so how low will you go on the sale of this home? <laughs> and then like 10 minutes later, you're asking, well, can you go any lower than that? I mean, listen, there's just no internet direction in my mind. For, for realtors, investors, or anybody like that on what to say, uh, you know, just to control the conversations, to, to have a positive result. And, and most of the training on this subject, in my mind, honest to God, Joe, have been really these so-called kind of gurus based on fear-based selling. You know, I only have enough money for one, you know, which is untrue. You don't feel good telling a lie or it's marketing-based where you're sending out like 30,000 postcards and eventually you'll get a deal. That's kind of expensive for a new person. So if I had to give some advice to anybody, I would just say when you know what to say, the fear goes away. 
So learn what to say and you'll, you'll do fine. Are you ready for the best ever lightning round? I'm ready for the best ever audience as best as I can give it to them. <laughs> best ever book you've read? Oh, this is easy. This is very easy for me. If you've got um, an audio book account or something like that or, or something like that, wherever, get Zig Ziglar's Secrets of Closing the Sale. It is phenomenally the best book I've ever read when it comes to the topic of sales. You know, I, I don't know um, much about sales history or anything like that, but I think he was really kind of like the first to really start to, start to systematize things. And if you read that book, you'll see uh, yeah, the language is a little dated, but it's kind of cute and the Southern charm stuff, you know, and, and I spent time in South Carolina, so that's kind of appealing to me. But uh, the, the precepts of it, um, prospect, lead, follow-up, close, present, things like that. You know, those are all very good, timeless lessons that you can learn from that book. Best ever personal growth experience and what you learned from it? Mm. Well, you know, I, I don't know if it's the best, <laughs> the best ever. I, I will tell you the most personal growth experience that I've had uh, and what I've learned from it. Um, my, my worst ever, but the most productive, that's probably the best way to put it. Uh, my mom had died, uh, last year. Um, she had uh, stage four lung cancer and, and she wasn't really even a smoker. Turns out if you're an audience member, uh, the best ever audience, you, you, you need to know lung cancer kills a lot more people, uh, than breast cancer or anything like that. And, and it's, uh, it was amazing to me that, you know, this, this vibrant, healthy, fine, athletic woman, you know, could be reduced inside a year and a half, you know, and, and, and that. And, and so I think what it taught me was the impermanence of life. Right. And that's why I'm, 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 I'm so committed to this belief that I have to teach everybody I know everything I can about all the sales I can do, you know, to help them. Um, before my time comes, because that way, maybe I'll live a little bit after I die through the podcast or the blog or something like that. Somebody else will learn something and remember and, and pass it and pay it forward. And that's kind of what I learned. So if I could be gone tomorrow, you know, then, well, what am I doing today to push my goals, myself or my life a little bit further? I guess that's what that taught me. First off, I'm sorry for your loss, and um, it's an incredible mission to undertake, and I think we're all better uh, for you having that mission and wanting to you know, help others and really see the ripple effect of, of your insight, so I appreciate well, thank that. You. Thank you. I appreciate that. Best ever success habit you practice? You got to lead generate by any means necessary. <laughs> that's, that's my success habit. Lead generate by any means necessary. I mean, my mentor, Mike Ferry, um, used to teach me that when you generate, I think I mentioned it, when you, gener when you generate, you won't have to tolerate. And I thought that it was a good idea, and I added a twist to it. If you consistently have means and methods out there generating business cheaply, well, then the more powerful you become. For example, uh, daily, you know, I either podcast or I write a blog, or I post a video of some sort, and I do that, and, and I fill it 
uh, filled with links and stuff back to me. Okay, daily. I run Craigslist ads, usually about 36, 40 of them ads uh, a day or so to direct motivated sellers and buyers to either call me or visit my websites. Um, many of them will reply via Craigslist, and I'm able to make some pretty spectacular deals happen that way. So I would just say that if you're going to have uh, a habit, lead generate by any means necessary. On the Craigslist ads, 40 a day, do you have someone you pay to do that? No, no, I just do it myself. It's simple. How much time does that take you to post 40 ads a day? About five minutes. How is that possible? <laughs> I thought you might ask. Okay, yeah. Uh, well, it's real simple. I mean, uh, you, you want me to just tell you the real the real simplicity of it? I mean, it's, it's sick, but... Uh, yep. okay, here, okay, here's what you do. I got six Skype accounts, all right? Six numbers, all right? So they're legitimate Craigslist accounts with six legitimate phone numbers. Because if you're going to run property ads, well, then you have to have phone numbers. Now, you can... Um, you, the, the danger of ghosting or, or having your, your account flagged or something like that is typically if you post, you know, anywhere like, um, um, if one account posts more than say 12 to 15 times a day, then it has a high probability of being ghosted or flagged, right? So in the morning per account, I'll post six in the morning. You know, and then in the evening, I'll post six more of a different account, right? So you have per account, the, the, the setup is what takes time. So you got like five, six days worth of ads, but then you just repost them every couple days. So once you've set it up, the first, I don't know, four or five days, they're kind of a bear to, to get all the ads written and, and all in the system and all that. But once that's done, it's just simply a matter of reposting it because now every day you go in at a certain time. Repost, 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 repost six times. Go to the next account. Repost, repost, repost six times. And you've got multiple ads from six accounts, six ads. That's 36 ads. You can be running up to 72 ads a day, seven days a week. When you repost, you have to go in and you, do you, I imagine you just copy and paste the, the text. Do you also upload images? I do upload images, um, but you don't have to copy and paste uh, any of that stuff on a repost. It's just a simple button click. So you just press a button. Got it. Interesting. So that's why it only takes – the prep time is what takes the longest period of time. You've got to get all that stuff together, you know, your, your ads and your written and your, your pictures in there. And, and, you know, I wrote a Craigslist report um, on specifically how this, this works, right, uh, for my premium podcast members. In my podcast, uh, The Red Pill Investor, I have also a, a premium section um, and it's 19 bucks a month and whatnot. And people get to listen to actual recorded phone calls of me talking to these people and, you know, negotiating deals or whatever. So they can kind of hear what it's all about. And it's all, you know, I tell people that I'm recording them and all that stuff prior to that and they know it. But the idea here is this, that from a training perspective, you know, if you're a new person trying to figure out how to make this work, Talking to people is usually the hardest part. So wouldn't it be great to be like a fly on the wall listening in and holy crap, is that how you – oh, that's how you say it. You know, So that's how we kind of do it. Best ever deal you've done? Um, OK. Well, um, in this particular circumstance, um, I would say probably the, the most interesting deal I've ever done 
probably would be the $6,000 check I made by teaching an Indian virtual assistant uh, some scripts on Odesk. Basically, how that worked was I discovered that people typically don't like to make phone calls because, you know, the, of the unmotivated people. Would you agree with that? People don't make like – Yeah, like, like investors, realtors and stuff. We don't call for sale by owners who want to sell their homes because we don't think they're always motivated, right? Okay. And so what I discovered was that if we got a VA, somebody who's like $3.90 an hour or whatever, to call you know, with a script who didn't sound like he was all that you know, Indian or whatever, to pre-screen these people, he could identify the most motivated – and save me a bunch of time. That's kind of what I thought. That was my idea. So I gave this guy a bunch of money, 370 bucks or whatever, taught him some scripts, taught him this, how to do it. And it ended up finding a lead for me that we turned around and we made 6,000 bucks on. Best ever quote. Ah, in the hands of a lesser salesperson, this would be a problem. <laughs> I've always told myself that in the darkest times. Whenever I think things are the worst, whenever I think things are going to be terrible or something, I always say, you know what? In the hands of a lesser salesperson, this would be a problem. And the reason why I say that is because I believe that no matter what, I am the best person for this job for you right now. Oh, there might be people who are smarter than me. There might be people who are faster than me. But guess what? You'll never meet somebody who's going to give a uh, crap more than me. What's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate? Two things, I would say. Making too much money uh, without taking out enough for taxes. Uh, I mentioned that before in the Cayman Island twi- trip. Um, that's a big, big thing. I mean, you'll you'll spend a lot of time. I, sp- I made a lot of money during the crash. And like I said, I went to the Cayman Islands twice. I enjoyed myself. And the problem was I didn't even think about paying quarterlies or putting enough aside for them or anything like that. And once you get behind, it's really hard to catch up. And it adds a lot of stress and it makes it really tough to stay focused. Now, the second mistake that I made, it's connected to the first, is overbuilding a business. And what I mean by that is, you know, you start saying to yourself, oh, you know, just one deal will pay for this, right? But the problem is, after a while, you just end up doing a lot of deals just to pay for all the stuff you bought. So keep your business lean and mean. Don't spend any money you don't have, you know, and learn from my experience. Playing catch up with taxes is a pain. It's just, it's a, it's a total pain. What's the best ever place to reach you? Oh, you know, believe it or not, uh, social media is probably the best way to reach me. Um, Twitter uh, is a great place at Carl K Realtor uh, with a K or on Facebook Messenger. I know a lot of people down on Facebook Messenger, but I'm okay with the NSA looking at my pictures. It's fine. Uh, People can always reach me at um, uh, www.10minuteskill. It's all spelled out, 10minuteskill.com. Or you can reach me on my email at kkrenzel.com at gmail.com. I'm sure there'll be some show notes or something. You'll, you'll have it in Absolutely. But my best, my best advice, you know, is certainly, uh, to say thank you, uh, to your best ever group. I mean, you guys have been really a uh, great audience. I appreciate it. Um, you know, if you're ever interested, feel free to come and check us out over at the red pill investor public version on Facebook group. Um, in it, we've got, like I said, like 1700 people who are just like you, you know, looking to have their best real estate life ever. All right. Well, thank you so much, Carl, for joining us on the show and sharing your advice with the best ever listeners. And we'll talk to you soon. Oh, I'm happy to. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity, Joe. I look forward to it. And thank you to your best ever listeners. Okay. Bye. 
Hey, you, best ever listener, do you want more? Then head to joefairless.com, where there are tons of free videos, templates, and content to help you get deals done. And if you want Joe to personally help you reach your goals, then go to the Work with Joe tab on joefairless.com and apply to, well, Work with Joe. 